Welcome to My Pirate Wife Podcast. I am Dawn Davis, and this is my co-host and my pirate wife, Tita Moyers. We are bold, queer, ethically non-monogamous, sex-positive, kinky, clean, and sober storytellers, putting the insides on the outside and the messy on display. Authentic and unscripted. We talk about topics not brought up in polite conversation. Relationships, intimacy, unapologetic self-awareness, sexuality, healing, and personal growth. We are provocative and controversial. Nothing is taboo. Uh, so we were talking earlier about my fear of getting close to people. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. <laughs> like I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I've told people before um and maybe even on this podcast that my biggest fear is having my heart broken. Mm-hmm. And um my attachment style is really what what um what the kids these days are calling disorganized because I, I mean, you know I don't really understand I I don't really understand I think I have an avoidant attachment style but I don't know I think that comes I have to read the polysecure book to know well it's in a variety of places not just in polysecure but I'm grabbing my polysecure book right now polysecure written by Jessica Fern. And um, she talks about the, you know, attachment theory has been around for a while and it got really popular and kind of trendy to figure out what your attachment style is. And I have to say that when I read about attachment style and attachment theory, I think it's too limited that it's, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't encompass everything and people kind of are like relationship structure. <laughs> I feel each relationship is unique and the structure of it. My relationship with you is incredibly unique. I've never had one like it before. I won't have another one that's just like this because it's you and just me. So the same probably could be said for attachment style. Yes, exactly. Because of I our think... experiences. Yeah, because even, you know, even like in a monogamous relationship, for instance, different people define that differently. Once you dig right. in and, and you discover what my idea of monogamy is might be different from what your idea of monogamy is. You know, I might not want you to look at the checker at the grocery store because that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and you might not think so. Um, you might think I don't know you know there there are just different ways to define it and so yes attachment styles I think it's great to read about them it's great to read various books and theories but but really the way we attach is unique and individual so I'll just talk about me yeah let's just talk about me uh my attachment style is that I am afraid I'm afraid mm-hmm. to get close to people because it's going to hurt. And I, I I developed that attachment style because in my formative years, the grownups were not 
available and not safe and they were unpredictable. And so I assume that you, for instance, are going to be safe, uh, no, not safe, not predictable, um, right. that you're going to hurt me, that, that things that you do will access my traumatic experiences. And so I keep my distance. I, I let people get to know me just enough, but I don't fully open up. I don't fully expose myself because it's triggering for my amygdala. Like it's, it's brain science that, you know, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to get hurt. So I keep my distance. Yeah. You once said to me that your greatest, one of your great fears, one of the fears that is, you know, one of your predominant fears is having your heart broken. So that's me very early on. Yeah. And, and so I break hearts. I mean, maybe. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, all right. You want to go there? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and it's not that I set out to do that intentionally. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a response to fear, fear of being abandoned, fear of being rejected, fear of being hurt. And, um, I mean, the point that I want to get to in this podcast is that you, look at how cute you are, (laughs) (laughs) but you have given me all the space I need to like pull away and lean in and pull away and lean in and I want to talk for just a moment about my most recent long-term partner who um, she used to call me a a scared pony. I was going to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, that she and I used the metaphor that she would hold her hand out with sugar cubes on it and wait because she also knew that I was skittish and scared I don't present that way I don't think I think in the world you know I present myself as certain confident um in charge I think it's that you you are convinced that this person's gonna hurt you so you're like I'm just not gonna even let you be able to hurt me I'm not gonna get close enough to you to where you can hurt me because I just don't want I don't want to Right. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want it to hurt. So this particular ex understood this about me and, you know, she was patient and let me go back and forth and back and forth. And, and I wouldn't um, commit to a monogamous relationship for a while. And I think now in hindsight, um, I don't, I don't want a monogamous relationship currently. I don't want that. And I've accepted that in myself and I've sort of come out, not sort of, I've totally come out as an ethically non-monogamous person. Um, And it's nice to know that you also want that. And I think that's part of what has allowed you and me to get closer together and, and me not to feel so trepidatious. Suffocated. 
also, I mean, it's, you're not, I always say this to you, and I think it's the title of one of our episodes, that you're my everything without being my everything. I have other people, I have friends, I have a very full life. And while I would be very sad, if you were to go away, it would not kill me. Like I would, I would get through it. I've gotten through it before when you did. Oh, with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that that um, perspective that you have, it's not just that you say it, but like you really believe it, that you're fine without me, Yeah, <laughs> which is you? great because it takes the pressure off of me to be everything to you. And that helps me heal that scared, broken part. There is this, though. There is a, a this is the tightrope, part of the tightrope that I, that I walk with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is a very thin line of not suffocating you, not making you feel pressure to be like the only person I talk to, the only like my everything, like my I would just fucking die. But also to let you know that yes, I would be devastated, that you are super important to me. I have to be able to do both. Let you know that you mean so much to me, but that I'm not putting the pressure on you to like take care of me, take care of everything, save me, do all the things, be my everything. But let you know that that I absolutely love and adore you and that that, that is real. I love that reassurance for sure. I do love knowing that you adore me. I do love knowing that you think about me all day long. I do. I do love the way you look at me like right now. <laughs> I love that. And I don't want to feel like you have claws in me. Yeah. And part of what we do in our ethically non-monogamous relationship is that we have this ongoing clear communication. Mm -hmm. And I don't want claws in you either. In fact, I want you to have other relationships, please have other relationships, have friends and lovers and girlfriends and, you know, fuck buddies. And I, I want that for you. I want you to have the people that you talk to in the 12 step program and, and spend hours and hours with. I want you to have your family. You spend so much time with your family. You were just with your mom and uh -huh. your sister. Like, I love that for you. Well, that Please makes me that. whole. That makes me a whole person. Like, <clears throat> I don't, not everything hinges on it. It's the same way that I am with my sobriety. Like, not one thing can control. My sobriety is not contingent on something awful happening. Things will happen that are awful. You and I will fight. Um, you may leave and I have to be okay with that. And I do, it's just, um, th this is, this takes practice. This is not something that I just am like, 
yeah, just do this. <laughs> it's easy. Right. It's not easy. Like all of the, everything just, that we do, everything that our relationship consists of takes practice. Yeah. I have to not be attached to any outcome and not have expectations of any kind. And then I'm I'm super stoked when it goes a certain way, but I didn't have, I'm, I'm not attached to the outcome. You talk about, go. yeah, you talk about radical acceptance. All the yes. Time. Yes. And I my love life. that your radical acceptance of life. I mean, and that doesn't mean that you're not, I mean, you have, I think I can say this, that you have a level of anxiety that oh, a yeah. lot of other people don't have. Oh, and, it's fucking out of control. <laughs> yeah. You and and yet that isn't um and maybe that was the the controlling force for a long time, but it seems to me that even though hand in hand with that, you have radical acceptance. I do. I do. And actually radical acceptance has changed my life. Now I want to say that that doesn't mean that you just lay down and take shit from people. Right. That's not at all what that means. It means this is happening. This is as it is right now. This is as it is. I, um, I can't control what you say or what you do or how you feel. I can control my words, my thoughts, well, some of them, <laughs> <Not really. laughs> Your actions. my actions, you know, I can control my actions, but also that, that things happen and, and I have acceptance of it. I accept it as it is. I try I think- to, if it's something that I, that I feel like I can, you know, change within my power to change, I will try to, to make something better or different or whatever, I will do that. But when I realize that I cannot, then I'm okay with that. I accept that. Well, I think good boundaries come into play here too, because you said um, that you don't just lie down and take it, whatever it I is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I am very good at knowing, like being in touch with myself my feelings what I want what's going on in my body I I pay very close attention to my somatic experience Mm -hmm. so the feelings that are happening inside of me whether it's tingling on the back of my neck or my heart rate increases or shallow breathing like I pay attention to those things and we talk about them yeah and while I cannot control what's happening on the outside I can't control you for instance Mm -hmm. I can decide hmm, I'm not interested in being a part of this. I can walk away. I walk away. I don't engage. I don't react. It, it, it's like um, water off a duck's back. (laughs) Just it, it, I don't let things affect me because I have been a very reactive person and I would get so upset about shit that, you know, sometimes didn't have anything to do with me. And I was trying to control things and it just was exhausting. Mm-hmm. It was really exhausting. And here's another thing, going back to our relationship, you know, a long time ago, you'd said to me, well, do you, do you believe that if you love something, set it free? And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I was like, that's horseshit. Well, now I absolutely do. The more that I cling to you and put try to put my claws in you, the further you are going to run away from me. I know oh, yeah. that. 
I'm out. I'm out because yeah. I can't, yeah. I, I can't deal with that. I, and am, I don't um, want that either. I don't want that either. We do have, we do have moments and we express it like, like feeling needy, which we both hate to, to say. <laughs> really, I do. But, but I can say it with you because you know that generally speaking, I'm not needy. There are times when I'm, I'm feeling insecure or something and I will I'll tell you and you know it, it the fear of like that being um something that would repulse you but it it doesn't because you you see me regularly how I, in my I am in my normal life that I'm not just a needy person but when I feel that way we all feel that way at some point we have that and it's it's like I, I can say to you I need you right now I'm I'm feeling like you know, weak. I'm feeling a little weak and I need some reassurance. I need. I feel safe enough with you that I could say, I can reassure you. I can give you the comfort that you need, or I can tell you if I don't have that for you. Yeah, you do. You have, <laughs> you're like, I, I don't, um, yeah, I because this has happened with us several times. This goes into rupture and repair. But where I am feeling a certain way, you know, um, reclusive, insecure, um, also maybe aggressive, <gasps> and uh, <laughs> hostile. I just I want to fight. I want to uh -huh. fight. Oh yeah, and and you you're pretty good at being able to tell, and you <laughs> you're like. Hey, I love and support you, but I'm going to do that from over here. Yeah. While you, um, and, and what I'll do is I, sometimes I won't talk to you for a couple of days mm -hmm. and that's not, and I'll leave you voice messages to let you know, to hear my voice. This isn't you. This isn't about, I'm not upset with you. So you can hear the tone of my voice because I know that if I left some text, who knows what, how you would read it. And well, I yeah, because there's no make, intonation, make yeah, no intonation in text clear. messages. Well, I remember specifically one time when you were feeling really uncomfortable about something. I don't remember what it was. Really uncomfortable. You were agitated. You were upset. You were inconsolable. <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> I remember saying to you, we were talking on the phone. I remember saying to you, I cannot change the way you feel right now. Because it definitely felt to me like you desperately wanted something to make you feel different. Yeah. And I felt the pressure to do mm. that. Like you wanted me to do it. And I did. It was so hard for me to say that. It was so hard to have that boundary. But recognizing, again, back to the somatic experience, paying attention to what was happening in my body, that I started to feel desperate. I started to feel like... <gasps> What do I mm -hmm. have to do? And like, oh, this is not my problem. Right. <laughs> this is and not my actually, problem. you know, after you said that to me, then I stopped and was like, she's right. This is, she can't fix this. I want someone to save me. I want someone to fix this. But, um, but you were right. You, you could not change the way that I was feeling. And also just when, when I can't pinpoint exactly what it is or what's going on then it that it's misdirected anger yeah. 
or aggression out there, like somebody is going to get an ass chewing for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I don't want it to be me. Right. (laughs) And, you know, I think that um, I'm emotionally fucking mature. I've had a lot of practice and you do amazing work in, you know, we both work the 12 steps and we're both clean and sober people and we do a fuck ton of introspection. And I love that for us because it allows me to look at how do I feel right now? What's going on in my body right now? Is this mine? Do I need to fix this? Or do I need to, did I do something wrong? Or can I just tell you that I love you? Yeah. And and then back the fuck off. (laughs) And that just saying that makes me feel a little, oh God, can I say that? Because it's scary. I feel often in my lifetime, not so much now, I have felt like it's my responsibility to make my significant person feel better. It's my responsibility to help you change the way you're feeling. And I pretzel myself into something else in an effort to do that for you and not you specifically, but it goes all the way back to my mother, you know, trying to take care of my mother's feelings and pretzeling myself to make her feel better. And I don't do that anymore. I mean, I often remind myself, you are not responsible for my feelings. I mean, you know, obviously, if you say some mean things to me, um, which I do I'll, all the time, I'll just say you, you <laughs> sarcasm, sarcasm, yeah. <laughs> mean ass bitch. No, I, 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 I'll tell you, you, you know, you hurt my feelings. There's something that I was thinking about actually when I was at your house. You you mentioned we were talking the other day and you said, and you do actually do this. You recognize when you're being manipulative or controlling and you stop. But I was at your house and you said something to me and I got small and just was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever you want to do. Because mm-hmm. uh, and this is this is a tough thing sometimes you know because I do want to stand up for myself but sometimes I also am like is it is this worth it but you saw it visibly could see me get small and I was like whatever you want to do but I don't want to do that I don't want to you to run roughshod over me and right me that that changes who I am and you generally We'll stop. It might take a second, but you will stop and be like, whoa, I don't want to do that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, may I talk about what yeah. it was? Because I remember the details. Um, it was about this podcast, actually, yeah. because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we're making this podcast because it's fun for us and because, you know, we don't live in the same state. It's a nice opportunity for us to see each other on Zoom and to have our conversations and then we record them because they're fun and interesting I think and there are other people who have said that they you know enjoy listening to them so we make this podcast and we put it out there we edit it it's a lot of work it turns out to be a lot more work than I thought it would be and we promote it and we 
put it out for the world to hear. And then I get into business mode. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the efficient manager of things and I want you to do, you know, do it your way. Right. To do it my way, to do, to, to pick up the slack and get to work and when we're you gonna, want it, how you want. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to do it like this. And you remind me often that this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. And as soon as it's not fun, we shouldn't do it anymore. And, and so in that moment you were here and I was, you know, making demands about yeah. consistency and get to work and we need to, you know, publish every week and blah, blah, blah. And you need to talk it up more and spread the word because I'm doing yeah. all this work. And you did, you visibly were shrinking mm -hmm. and you said, fine, whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> just, just shut me up. And because well, because I'm good at being introspective and admitting when I'm wrong and because I love and respect you and I don't want to bulldoze over you, I stopped uh -huh. and I checked in with myself and kind of step out of my body and look at what's happening right here. And I don't want that I don't want that kind of relationship and so I moved closer to you here's here are the steps that I took in order to <laughs> prepare right I, yeah. I stopped talking I paused I I thought about how what how do I feel in my body and how does it feel when I look at you and and what do I think you're feeling and I approached and I sat down right just to physically make my body smaller I okay. sat down and I invited you to come sit next to me and yeah. you did and then can you talk about what that felt like or what happened for you well I was definitely on the verge of tears and mm -hmm. I just wanted to get away from you yeah <laughs> like, really I just wanted to get out of the same room as you because I was upset I was about to cry I didn't and I felt like I'm not gonna sit here and start crying over this because she's not seeing why this is upsetting me and I need to get away from you. But then, you know, I was reluctant to sit down next to you because I still felt like I hadn't, like I wanted to get away from you for a little bit to like calm down. But then when you acknowledged how I was feeling, then I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what was happening. You're making me feel small. I felt like I couldn't, tell you what I wanted to tell you why and you know I I've had to remind you a couple of times we also have different feelings about social media and there are times I think you expect me or want me to you know feel the same way and I don't and we we just you you acknowledge then that we have we are different people we feel differently about things and that's okay you're you're rigid you know, time structure and all of that is not who I am. It's not how I am. I I don't blow people off and, and miss appointments and shit, but I don't feel this urgency about things the way that you do. And I'm much more 
relax. And you acknowledged that the other day, like I am a different person and you love me this way. And (laughs) you love me this way. And I don't think that you want to change me into another version of you. Like, right. I don't, I don't. And I, I am very structured and efficient and organized and that's who I am. It's my personality and it's great in so many situations. You know, I could be an ER nurse. I'm, you know, I I get shit done. I take care of things. I can turn off the emotion and just handle the business. And, and that's very effective in a lot of situations but not so effective when our hearts are reaching out to one another. Yeah. And I mean, that that's part of the radical acceptance thing is um, I think a lot of people want to control the situation. A lot of people want to control how things come out and turn out. And um, once you can let that go, like I don't have to control everything. I don't have to. And it's freeing. It's, it's relief. It's like, uh, you mean, I don't have to control everyone and everything. And believe me, if, if I hung on to that, I would just be pissed off all the time. No one ever does or says what you want them to do. They just don't. Don't. I think too, it's fear, right? Yeah. It's fear that for me and and maybe this circles back to that fear of getting close. Yeah. You know, yeah. that I, when I'm afraid that I'm going to lose something that I have or not get something that I want, then I ratchet down on control. And there's ratchet. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I ratchet down on efficiency. I ratchet down on having lists and checking them off. It makes yeah. me feel powerful. You do this, you do that. Yeah, making lists for you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I've had the opportunity in the last, uh, however long we've been getting to know one another, to recognize that in myself. To see, oh, that's fear. Oh, okay. And make adjustments. I think that you help me be softer. And I like that. I like who I am becoming with you. (laughs) I love you. I love you so much. And I love the person that I'm becoming with you and separately together and separately. Yes. Yes. Together and separately because you're my everything without being my everything. That's another episode of My Pirate Wife. Rate, review, and follow the podcast and share it with someone you know. Dawn Davis is a certified comprehensive sex educator, an intimacy coach, and a confidence specialist. Tita Moyers is a professional dominatrix, an extreme body modifier, and a 12-step enthusiast. 